Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and thanks for listening to our Exploring Awareness Podcast. And before we really get into the conversation, I wanted to remind everybody that if you want to reach out, you can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and read your comments or perhaps your questions or you have a topic you would like us to discuss. You can reach us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. If you've listened before, you likely know what we're talking about, exploring a lot of different topics. If this is your first time, then welcome. And I'm Lisa and Frank is here. And uh, let's just start with what is the Exploring Awareness podcast for first timers who might just be tuning in? Well, hello, Lisa. And hello, new listeners and old listeners. And we are Exploring Awareness. It is a discussion and guided meditation so that we might connect to something a little bit deeper. We use the word awareness, but we like to experience it as opposed to just use our brains to talk about it. We hear awareness so much. I'm so aware of how much I hear the word awareness now. And do you have a definition for it or how would you describe the awareness that we're talking about? Well, where do you hear the word awareness? A lot? Everywhere in meditations, in in things that I read, in the mostly in the mindfulness world. You know, my a lot of mindfulness leaders talk about awareness, and I've heard it for years, and then I never really was aware of it or thought of it or felt it as much as I do now that we have these conversations. Yeah, because awareness means different things to different people, and. A lot of us, you kind of know you're aware of things, right? But when, we, when this kind of awareness is a deeper awareness, it is, it's actually being awareness. Being awareness. Yeah, it's being awareness. And it means we as people know what we're thinking. We know what we're doing. And in the knowing, we know who we are. You know that age-old question, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word awareness points to that answer. Well, you say we know who we are, but do we? Do a lot of people think about that? Or is it something you have to make an effort to think about? Yeah, it's because, well, there needs to be an intention, but there's a lot of people who might be saying to themselves, there's something more to life than all these stories I tell myself, Mm. all these stories other people tell me. It's like, isn't there something a little bit more to life? And so if you have that little question, that little glimpse, that little Mm. yearning for something a little bit deeper, then the doors cracked open and we can start exploring awareness. Well, that's interesting you mentioned stories because – Recently, I was just thinking about, you know, you go through life and these things happen and then you think about, it's almost like to me, a story is your perspective. It's like you tell yourself this story over and over again and maybe, you know, maybe they're not true. Maybe you're not a victim of your circumstances or maybe you're not who your parents made you feel like you were when you're growing up, or maybe you're not how your boss treats you. I think there's a lot of different stories running through our, our lives. And I'm interested in, in 
taking a look at those in, in this conversation, in this Exploring Awareness podcast and how they impact us and maybe how we can change them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what kind of stories, you know, do people have about themselves? And it's even like your personality. You know, we all grow up in families and in um, groups and uh, neighborhoods and cultures and religions, and we do build up stories about ourselves. You might ask someone, you know, who are you? And they might tell you that they're their job. They'll tell uh. you uh, their family, you know, they're part of their family. They're part of a, a church or a religion. They're part of a city. You know, they'll, they'll say a lot of things about who they are. And, you know, all of it is probably true, too, in a lot of ways. But, you know, there's a thing we do in meditation retreats, too. Like, we, you can sit in front of someone else and say, who are you? Mm-hmm. And then they answer back, and then you say again, who are you? And you say something else, and you say, who are you? Hmm. And then who are you? And so the question, like beyond all of those labels and all those tags and all those stories, who are you beyond all of those things? I think I started thinking about that question maybe like five years ago when I really started to put an effort into meditating and I would meditate on the question, who am I? Who am I? Just ask the question. Don't think about an answer. Don't look for the story. Just ask the question, who am I? And I think it's really eye-opening to do that. And then it would be like, what do you want? Because that's one of my favorite things to say to people. I'll say, they say, I want to be happy. And I say, well, what makes you happy? And they say, I don't know. (laughs) I I always say, how can you be happy if you don't know what makes you happy? So I put a lot of time into thinking that. But I think that's a basic thing. Who am I? Who are you? And then I think these stories is, is, for me, sort of a different realm, but I do want to go back for a second when people, so you did that. I'm assuming you sat there and people said to you, Frank Anderson, who are you? Yes. What'd you come up with? Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you come up with a definition? You know, you come up with words, right? You come up with different yeah. words that would describe, describe your life and maybe describe your story. But then when you keep asking the question, it's like, well, Actually, eventually you come to a place where there's silence. Hmm. And I believe that place is the word that we could use as awareness or hmm. presence or being or a place where words no longer work. And so the age old question of who are you, you know, then turns into an experience of who you are, a connection to something deeper, as opposed to a story. You know, the stories fit now, but they may not have fit five years ago, and they certainly won't fit five years from now necessarily. And so those stories kind of come and go. But the part of you that doesn't come and go, the part of you that stays, is something that there's not a word for. However, because it's an experience, however, we're using mindfulness techniques to awaken that deeper 
part of us. And the word that you and I hear a lot is awareness as a way to connect to that place. And so when we talk about exploring awareness, then we're talking about exploring, questioning, curiosity from that central core place to everything that's going on. Everything. And, you know, for future people, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of us are going through a lot of story, a mm. lot of stress, a lot of thoughts, a lot of things happening that will not be permanent. You know, these are going to come and go. Although right now we feel like it's, this is never going to go away. When are we ever going to be able to have our lives back? It feels like it's been forever and it feels like it will never end. But, you know, those are also stories that we tell ourselves, reactions, fears. We're inundated with predictions of horribleness. Everyone is worried and afraid and creating all of these stories about the future that are probably not going to happen either. And if they do happen, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. But but the thing about it is, when we talk about exploring awareness and connecting to our core, we can be sitting from a perspective where we see those stories as stories. And that's what I think awareness is. And I think that when you say, who am I, the part of you that can do that is who you are. Does that make sense? All right. I want to, can we do an example? You Let's pretend we're at the one of your retreats and we're having that experience. So ask me who I am. Who are you? I have no idea. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's another really good answer. And why? I mean, you're sitting here and you're giving this some beautiful explanation and I'm, I'm not frightened, but I'm like, I have no idea who I am anymore. And it, am I supposed to have an identity or is it good that I've let go of the stories? Yeah. Well, as you connect to your identity, the stories seem to fall off and mm -hmm. they don't really hold water. And like we talked about in the letting go episode, it's as if you're looking in a rearview mirror and those stories have fallen off. They don't carry water anymore. So when you say, I don't know, I think that there's, there's a, a famous Zen teacher and he had the expression, don't know mind, don't mm. know, don't know. And don't know, I think, refers to this like openness. Hmm. Don't capture something with a word. Don't capture something with an idea. You know, it's a freedom. It's not like you're not smart or anything. A lot of us don't like to say, I don't know. But no, it's like, I don't know. And it's, it's the feel of I don't know is so, so much more freeing than for you to say, oh, I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm that, and I think this, and I think this, that rigidness, you know, that holds you in a very tight bubble. And that tight bubble 
may not be serving you. And so to say, I don't know, is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to use the word weird, but it's 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 different. And there is a freedom in it. There is definitely a freedom, but there's also sort of a confusion because I think we think we have to have a story. And yes, it's part and of that's a story too, Lisa. Ah, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that you think you have to have a story. And that's where like questioning everything. It's like, really? Do I have to have a story? No. Is that how I've been trained? Yes. Well, people will walk up to you and go, hey, what's your story? Yeah, exactly. And they're they're asking you, what's your life conditioning? Really? Yeah, that's what they want to know. They're like, well, what have you, you know, what what have you done in your life? Ah. Because it is a story. It's not who you are. It's the story of your experience in this life. But I think it's part of this process for me getting to this point where I don't know who I am anymore. There is some freedom in just letting go of these stories that I kept telling myself over and over again that aren't serving me and I don't want to identify with them. So having the freedom to let them go, like goodbye and don't miss you. And uh, but so here's my question. And I think a lot of people listening might have this question. Do I need a story moving forward or you just keep free floating for the rest of your life? Oh, that now that's where the good part comes in. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay, so you're exploring awareness. Right. And you see that these stories that you have about yourself, you see the way you react to things. Mm -hmm. I used to react a lot like my father reacted. I'm like, why am I doing that? That's not really how I feel. So how do you feel? So what, who are you? So one of the things we've talked a lot about in our our podcast episodes, and for those of the, that you are new, you can go back and listen to the last so oh, thirty or so episodes and uh, hear some more of our our baseline information. But this is where I draw upon my experience with religions. So at your core, there are again, which is a very hard thing to describe. There's some other words that we can use that may describe that. One word that I know you love is love, Mm -hmm. right? So a sense of unconditional love, a sense of a joy that has no opposite, a sense of equanimity, which is, I know, one of your favorite words, and a sense of generosity. But we could also use words like innate wisdom, Mm. a sense of being, a sense of presence. So instead of a story, you move through the world in the present moment with these qualities guiding you forward and and there's no story in the present moment there's just the present moment and so you move through the world or you're informed by these qualities instead of the things you heard that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. right so so you you're not replacing a story for a story you're shedding the stories 
so that these innate qualities allow you to be kind of proactive and move forward in a way that's perhaps more authentic to your sense of being and self. It's you as opposed to what other somebody else told you you should should be. And can we also be your choices? Because here's my new thing. I haven't sprung this on you yet. Uh-huh. My, I choose love. I choose love. You know, I have been in some debates about, you know, is my sense of love, is my feeling of love, is it an ego thing or am I doing it to be a people pleaser? No, it is my essence. It is who I am. I choose love. So it's not my story. It's my essence. It's who I am. It's what I choose. It's my decision, no matter what, as I move through my through my life. So I don't think I'm telling myself a story. It's a, it's a core belief for me. And if it's not innate in me, which I argue that it is, and it shouldn't be an argument, but that's just where I am in my life right now, then I'm going to tell you I choose it. I choose it. It's my choice. And it applies to everything and everyone. And so is that a story or am I moving in the right direction? No. Well, when you say you choose it, right, it could be, you know, like, like, what are you choosing instead of, right? Are you choosing love instead of hate? Are you choosing love instead of strife? Or are you choosing to return to your core and to mm-hmm. listen to your innermost self and so is it a choice or is it a manifestation of who you really are you see do you see the difference it's like do you really have the choice to be love or not because you already are love mm-hmm. and you already are joy and you already are peace right so so it can look like a choice but i would suggest again, with this meditation and connection, that, that, that that's who you are. It's not a choice, actually. It, mm-hmm. it, you're returning to your truth. Well, I just happen to be in this dialogue right now of where I'm being challenged about that. So I hear what you say, and it's so beautiful, and I'm so grateful that you're saying that. Thank you so much. And I agree with you. But again, I'm in this dialogue where I am, and it's like my thesis. It's my mindfulness PhD I'm working on. Yes. And my Lisa Berry thesis is on love, and I'm defending it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, it's, and it's just exactly right. I mean, you are coming from your base. And whether or you choose it or not could be a story, whereas mm-hmm. you're just being who you know you are. Yeah. And and you're choosing actually to access it. You know, you're choosing to do the work to connect to that part of you yeah. that will propel you forward. So is it a choice or not? You know, we talked about an intention with this exploring awareness and mindfulness practices. So if someone doesn't want to do this they don't have to right. and we're certainly not telling anybody right. they have to do anything but if there's a question about your purpose and meaning in life then i'm suggesting that this exploring awareness can really help you connect 
to something that's beyond thoughts, beyond story, beyond consciousness. And then when you start to wake up mm. to your true nature, then it's just clear, obvious. There's not a choice. It's just who you are. And then the really cool thing about it is, as we all start to wake up to this, we start to have a realization that we're all the, exactly the same. And so the stories even fall apart more. All of us are the same thing. And then there becomes a unity in these qualities. And when you have a realization like that of unity, you start to realize that, you know, life is so much bigger and so wonderful and so expansive and that every human being in the world has an opportunity to wake up from story and, you know, return to this heritage that we get by being beings in the universe. So there's a waking up to a, an awareness and a realization of oneness. And I think in re some religions, that's where, you know, you talk about God and you talk about all God's children. There's a way that those words may reflect the same thing that I'm talking about. So your choice is actually your birthright. I'm just grateful that we can have these conversations and you can say these things. And I'm hoping people listening are hearing them and can feel them. And I don't know if I can feel them now because of all the work that I've put into getting here at this yeah. point. Right, but, right. Yeah. And that's where we're sitting in meditation, you know, mm. hopefully on a daily basis, you start to really feel into it because during meditation, we watch our stories and we mm -hmm. rest as awareness and you feel into that. This reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite Beatles songs called Within You and Without You. Uh -huh. I'll just read the first two verses. You're not going to play it on your mandolin? Yes, I actually can play it on my mandolin. Oh, really? But I won't play it right now. Aw, I want to hear it someday. Uh, you don't want to hear me sing. So I'm going to just recite <laughs> okay, the right. lyrics. But I encourage everyone to hop on YouTube and uh, maybe you could pause the podcast, listen to the YouTube um, version. The first verse goes, we are talking about the space between us all and the people who hide themselves behind a wall of illusion never glimpse the truth. Then it's far too late when they pass away. Mm. And so that part of the song refers to people trapped in their stories and have no option to get out. You know, so that's kind of a, the wall of illusion, hiding yourself behind a wall of illusion, never glimpsing the truth. And so when we talk about exploring awareness, we're saying, let's see what we can, if we can use this idea, these mindfulness techniques, and perhaps other med meditation techniques as well, to get a glimpse of the truth, to get one foot in the door 
to start getting a glimpse of the truth. But the next one you'll love. We are talking about the love we all could share when we find it to try our best to hold it there with our love, with our love, we could save the world if they only knew. Mm. And so this part I really like because especially this, this phrase to try our best to hold it there. And so this is my experience. You meditate, you glimpse the truth, you have this sense of love, and then you try your best to hold, hold it there, to stay there, to stay in it, because sure enough, something's going to come and try to pull you out of it. Something that your boss says, something you hear on the radio, somebody cuts you off in traffic. It's going to pull you out of that. So the idea to try our best to hold it there, right? Stories start to come up. Ruminating stories about your past and your mistakes and what you should have done, what you shouldn't have done, how you shouldn't have been raised this way, how this shouldn't have happened to you, past traumas. I mean, all of these things that are that go through our mind that, uh, yes, they're things that happened in the past. We recreate them like an illusion over and over and over. It's hard to let it go because that's our story. But you come into this place, you glimpse the truth with our love, try your best to hold it there because with our love, we can save the world. Can, you, can it be awareness of your story as well? I think for me, that's when I decided to let the stories go. It was being like, hey, and it's almost, almost like a pattern. It was like awareness of a pattern of the stories. Yes. And like, like you mentioned with your father reacting the way he did, you became aware of, of your story, of your pattern, and you mm-hmm. did something about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not me. I right. don't, that, that doesn't feel authentic to me. Right. And, you know, he did the best he could. He right. Raised, Absolutely. It's yeah. the way he was raised. And, yeah. you know, they, he goes through generations, but it's like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense to me from a perspective of love and generosity and peace and um, joy. Well, and that's why I always appreciate it when you say there could be another way, you know, you may want to stop and think there could be another way to live your life and look at your life and look at your stories. And, and if you don't like the story, you can change it. Right. That's right. Because the stories lead to reactivity Mm -hmm. and in those like reactions, they're, they're like reflexes. They're like what you've learned responding is a whole different story. And we talk about reacting and responding and responding from your core. So the kid, you know, wrecks the car. There's a reaction and there's a response. Mm -hmm. 
the kid spills the milk, right? Or whatever kids are doing. And there's moms listening to this podcast right now with at home with their kids and dads with their kids and they're and they've got all of this stress. They're homeschooling and they're trying to work and and the reaction upon reaction is draining and yeah. you know it's what you've learned, it's it's your biology, it's a lot of things, fears and insecurities, all that. So by practicing this exploring awareness, a kid spills the milk, no big deal. You respond, you clean it up and don't make the kid feel bad. Well, you know, and I think we should suggest that it's this is not necessarily easy because we've been talking about this for a while. And it was only recently that I realized a story that I had and, and I realized that why am I contributing to that? I don't, well, this is a pattern and I keep living this and I keep telling myself this story and I'm like, I don't want that to be my story and I don't want to contribute to that anymore. So I became aware that it was my story and I became aware that it was not serving me and I became aware that I did not want to identify with that anymore. So it took me a long time to get there. I'm not, yeah. we're not just saying, Hey, you know, it's so easy. You're going to, I mean, it just takes some thinking and some meditating and um, whatever. And some self love, some, yeah, definitely, you know, accepting whatever is happening in the moment, whatever's going through your, your thoughts. It does remind me of rain. We talked about that before mm-hmm. um, in the mindfulness of emotions episode where the R stands for recognize. So you stop and you recognize that this emotion is coming, that the story is coming. You recognize it and you acknowledge it, right? Right. You acknowledge, okay, I recognize this is a story. I acknowledge it as a story. And then the I is to investigate. It's like, whoa, look at that story. Look at where that came from. Look at how that's affecting my life. Mm. And then the N is nurture. It's like, oh, that compassion for yourself. It's like, you were a kid. You know, you learned those things. You know, you were trying to do a job that maybe you didn't like. You were doing your best. Um, You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, or you were immature at the time. Nurture yourself, you know, and and that's what I hear you say that you're doing. We talk about that all the time, and I'm really actively like, I'll I'll say something to myself. I go, nope, st- I do rain. I really do. Like, stop. Do you realize what you just said to yourself? Do you realize how hard you're being on yourself? And I, my favorite phrase for self-compassion is give yourself a break but it really the rain technique really does apply to that moment you know to to stop and be aware and nurture yourself and give yourself a break so and again it seems so easy (laughs) i know it's not because i know better and i still do it do you and i'm wondering do you ever still beat yourself up are you ever not compassionate with yourself Um, no no i still uh, there are times when i do that but but that but but it lasts much shorter than it used to. Yeah, right. You know, there, there, there's, there's a way that once you start doing this, it can be almost instantaneous. And I think you, 
can eventually get to a point where where you know you you don't do it but i think that mm-hmm. um yeah the time between uh yeah an emotion and the recognition and the acknowledgement can get shorter and shorter yeah yeah like i'll say something to myself and i'm like stop do you hear how you're talking to yourself yeah. it's like <laughs> Like you always point out, I wouldn't talk to anybody else that way. And I don't think I'm that, that hard on myself. So it makes me concerned for other people who must really be beating themselves up. And to which I ask, why? If you're well, not- they, they haven't recognized it. They don't mm-hmm. know they're doing it. And that's the unconsciousness part. And mm-hmm. when we talk about meditation and we start with mindfulness of the breath, it's because we're becoming conscious of the breath right and then and that's that's your doorway because if you you can become conscious of your breath conscious of your thoughts and stories is a little more difficult so we cultivate first becoming aware of the breath is a way to kind of get a glimpse into what this is all about so if you can be aware of your breath then you can move on and be aware of something else yeah, exactly. Exactly. That same awareness that you use to be aware of your breath is what you use to be aware of your thoughts and emotions and ah. your body. So that's why said, we start with breath. You said something earlier too, I wanted to explore, if we could, about beyond consciousness. What does that mean? Well, when you're sitting there and you're aware uh, that you're conscious, <laughs> What is that? What is that? What is it when you, if you know that you're conscious, the part of you that knows that you're conscious is beyond consciousness. Hmm. And by conscious, you mean aware or you, I mean, like I'm awake. Some people think, you know, he's, or he or she is unconscious. That means they're not, not literally not awake, but conscious. No, no, I mean, I mean, awareness. I'm like, awareness, consciousness. Yeah. When I say consciousness, I'm like, Knowing that you know. Ah, knowing that you know. Oh, that makes me so happy. What a great phrase. Knowing that you know. Yes, knowing that you know. And who is it that knows that you know that you know? <laughs> you know I love that. I was going to say, and there's your favorite phrase. Um, <laughs> so we're back to the who are you, right? Who yeah. are you? Yeah. knows that you know that you know and that's how this all connects hmm. and there's freedom for sure in in peace and joy. oh yeah all of that. Hmm. Oh, there's so much freedom hmm. and so much love and joy and generosity and it's just great it's just like burning man <laughs> get the burning man plug in episode 23 but you know why i've i it just makes me feel peaceful. It helps me breathe better to, to to hear these things and to be aware of them and to give up the story. So yes, and there's there's mm. and we have this technique, the how, because we a lot of times hear, oh, just let go or you know stop believing in your stories. Now we're offering a how, and the how is using these mindfulness techniques to explore awareness to identify as awareness, to rest as awareness, and to realize unity with all beings. That's, that's really it. 
So of all that we've been talking about here, how can we tie that into a meditation? What would you want to meditate about? Yes, that's a great segue into <laughs> what <when> I get <laughs> awareness unity meditation. Ooh. And I would like to encourage everybody to to practice this at home and practice with us now without feeling like you have to to take the opportunity that you being here allows for something so special, something so precious, you know, something that is so unique that we can do as a response to all the stories and all the stuff that we're living with. It doesn't mean it goes away, but we as individuals can be present in this storm, in this chaos, in a different way. And it doesn't happen instantly. Like Lisa is a living testament to that. <laughs> it didn't take me years. It took me a few months. <laughs> no. No, but all to say, one of our stories, especially in our culture, is that we want instant gratification. <laughs> and um, yeah. and so let's go of that. Let's let go of that as well. And and be compassionate with ourselves and let's practice this beyond consciousness. You know, let's practice how we might be in the world a little bit differently. And since talking about it doesn't really get to it. So you, we could talk about this for another hour, right? Yeah. But we're, but we're going to transition now to an experience of it that is your personal experience and my personal experience. And it is going to be a similar experience for all of us, yet we are experiencing it in our bodies. And the way we start is by getting yourself comfortable in a chair and getting yourself feeling into your body. And I like this metaphor now of putting the stuff of the day into a wastebasket by the door. Or if you need a dumpster, you can <laughs> a dumpster by the door. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever you need. 18-wheeler truck, whatever. A double dumpster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so we'll sit here just quietly. And don't worry, you can go back to the dumpster and pick it all back up if you want. It's not going anywhere. 
So with the clear mind, and now with the sense of awareness, a sense of mindfulness, a sense of presence to what's happening in the present moment. Okay, we're taking our seat to be aware. And we'll start up with the breath. And be aware that we're breathing. Because a few minutes ago, we were breathing and we were not conscious of our breathing. And so now we're being conscious of our breathing. And what is that like to just be aware of breath? And so with awareness, there's a stillness, there's a quietness, There's a sense of presence. And maybe now some of that stuff in that dumpster's coming back up into your brain. And just watch it. Just let it keep going. Go back to your breath. Because right now we're just going to be concentrating on the breath. kind of holding the awareness there. Try our best to hold it there. And then bring awareness to the body by starting at the feet and moving up the ankles, the lower leg, the knee, the hips and the thighs. You're feeling the bones and muscles of your legs, and your toes and everything connected. being aware that you have your legs. Again, maybe something that 
was in your consciousness now, but it's the present moment. It's there. We're practicing being conscious of the present moment. And so the legs are there and the torso is there with all of its organs in the back, with all of its muscles. And frequently there's tension in the back. And so if you relax your back, it's like you become aware that you were scrunching up your muscles. You didn't know it. Right? So we're bringing consciousness to the body. And that then there's a relaxation that happens. Or there might be a pain in the body and you may not know it and you become aware that there's an ache. And you might need to move. Or you may want to just stop and investigate that. Maybe you were in exercising or you slept funny. And then just appreciate your hands and your wrists and your forearms and your upper arms and shoulders. Right, so being conscious of the body below the head. And then moving to the back of the head and up and around the head. And the muscles over the face and your ears and your eyes and nose and mouth and chin. And so like you're a flashlight and you're shining the light of awareness on your body. And then in your head, your brain and we're shining the light of awareness on the activity of the brain and awareness can see the stories awareness can see Thoughts. Awareness can see emotions. And so just like we became aware of the breath, or mindful of the breath, and we became mindful of the body, we can become mindfully aware of thoughts and emotions, 
as they play out in front of us, in front of us, us being the awareness Now your particular awareness is aware of your thoughts. Mine is aware of my thoughts, but awareness is connecting us. And so since we know that we know And awareness is just don't know. And we all share that unconditioned awareness or presence. And so what a relief. What a sense of joy and peace. You know, you're aware of judgment, but you're not, which feels like such a, a loving acceptance. A kind of generosity of heart, forgiveness, gratitude. That just feels inherent. And what other words might you use for that? These inherent qualities that are beyond your conscious thought. They're in this place of loving, mindful awareness that lets the present moment be what it is. Without resistance, without trying to change it, without wishing it away, without conjuring up some future scenario, just present with everyone else that's present. And then when we finish, perhaps those qualities that we are connecting to will be the guides instead of judgment and fear and criticism and story. We might forget who we are and go back to the old habits and we can 
beat ourselves up for it too, or we can just recognize it again and accept it and acknowledge it and investigate it and nurture ourselves back home. And try your best to hold it there. Because with our love, we can save the world. So a couple of more deep breaths. And feel back into your body. Straighten your back and stretch and open your eyes. Look around your room and uh, we'll check in with Lisa. That was a nice place to go. Nice, relaxing. Even in the meditation, you said awareness is connecting us. I love that. And you said loving, mindful awareness. And I'm like, yes, these are all so nice and so relaxing. So thank you for leading us in that guided meditation. Oh, you're welcome. And it's one of those things that we can do. And, um, you know, it's different than a conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's your... Or a story. It wasn't a story. It was a story. Yeah. It's your personal experience of something yes. else. Yeah, yes. Your personal experience of something else. And there's so much freedom and relaxation and, and uh, joy and peace and love and all of that. Right. And, and um, you know, stories are strong. You know, they might not feel relaxing, but then just bring that awareness to them and love hold it there you know and the stories have less and less grip less and less meaning because the meaning you find in this deeper place is so different than the meaning you get from other people experiences stories I'm nodding. You just can't see me because we're recording by Zoom, which is just how you have to do it in a pandemic, I guess. So thank you for that. If you want to email us again, it's exploringawareness at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And don't forget to check out our podcasts uh, evaluation page and you could give us some stars and leave some comments so that other people might listen to the podcast and get something out of it too. 
And hopefully you did. And thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to talking with you again. Yeah. I hope everyone has a great week and can connect to the core and say bye to the stories and enjoy these next few weeks as we move into some more chaos. (laughs) Or peace. Or peace. Yes. (laughs) That's right. The peace and the joy is there, right? The peace and the joy is there and chaos is on the outside. And just like a hurricane, we can stay in the eye of the hurricane. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.